0: up beautiful people happy friday to you football friday football weekend to you welcome to the brother from another program experience lifestyle we appreciate you no matter how you're consuming the program whether you're watching live on peacock tv thank you you tuned in right on time you knew what time we were coming on you said come on come on now it's three o'clock eastern let's start the show so thank you for watching on PeacockTV.com. Thank you for watching on YouTube, listening, wherever you listen to your podcast. ooh, and also listening on Sirius XM channel 85. I had to pause on that one because I was listening again today. We're on channel 85. That is 35 spots down from the groove. Don't turn to the groove yet, but give some love to the groove. I love the groove. Anyway, uh, we appreciate you uh, joining us today. It's going to be a fun show. We are going to talk some football and I'm going to encourage you right now. Don't blame me. Don't come to me when things don't go the way you wanted them to go. The segment, remember, is called My Bets, Your Money. My Bets, Your Money. (laughs) Now, uh, obviously, I'm having some fun with the bets, but I'm not so confident in my bets that I'm going to use my money. I'm going to use yours. Use your discretion. Proceed wisely, please. So My Bets, Your Money returns this week. Made its debut last week, and I just want to say, I won more than I lost. So if you put some actual money on there and you followed the script as Jamie Foxx would say the script if you if you followed it exactly oh, you want a little little pocket change. That's going to return today. I'm going to catch up with an old friend uh, around 320 325. I've known him so long. I knew him when he was a teenager. He was a teenager and was a young intern at the Boston Globe now He's doing very big things. Omar Kelly, uh, he's part of the I Am Athlete podcast, formerly with the South Florida Sun Sentinel. Really good uh, football writer. pretty Really good writer, reporter in, in any category. Uh, and we'll also uh, have some arguments. You want to argue? We're going to have some arguments because it's time for a top 10 NBA list. And others have put their top 10 list out there. I got my own. It's it's an annual thing. I guess sometimes I'd say it's an annual thing, but we always uh, have room for some additions and some subtractions right around the all-star break. We'll look back at our list and say, okay, I got that one wrong or got to put that person in there. But I've got my list for the fall. First day of fall was a couple days ago, so I'm ready to go with my NBA list. But first, before we get to all that, and we will check in with Shalice Manza-Young, just in a couple of minutes but before I get there I, I just had to start last night as I was watching the Browns beat the Steelers on Thursday Night Football and watching my boy Michael Smith do his thing before the game and after the game go ahead Mike I see you I'm sitting there talking back to the TV like he can hear me he can't hear me right but watching last night on Thursday Night Football Browns beat the Steelers and uh, I thought the first four or five minutes I and mean, this game is going to be miserable. It might be six to three, nine to six actually turned into a pretty competitive game with an absolutely insane catch from George Pickens. Incredible, but I'm watching this game and it got to a point in the game where Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstre and Kaylee Hartung all talked about Deshaun Watson. Kind of. And, and as I'm sitting there watching and listening, I'm thinking, y'all didn't suspend him. <laughs> I mean, it's, what, what Deshaun Watson did is not your fault. You had nothing to do with it. I've I, I read all the information on Deshaun Watson, and I'm pretty sure Al Michaels and Kirk Street had nothing to do with what Deshaun Watson did. So why were they so awkward and talking about it? And, and it's not just them when people talk about the Deshaun Watson situation, they usually say things like that, the Deshaun Watson situation or the suspension or the Browns are waiting. Now they've got eight more games until they get Deshaun Watson back. And they just kind of dance around the main issue. And the main issue is that Deshaun Watson was suspended for sexual misconduct. And there was a reference last night where Kaylee Hartung, the sideline reporter makes a really big statement. If you're a casual fan, you, you're saying, okay, uh, that's a, that's a big deal. Why did that happen? And it needed context. It needed an explanation again and again. You can't explain it up. At one point she said, yeah, he's not allowed to use. Uh, th- there, there are certain massage therapists. He's not allowed to use. Oh, okay. Why is that? Oh, because he has an issue with massage therapists. Why are we getting so awkward with situations that we didn't create? Go ahead and say it. Tell the story. I remember when the Browns uh, tried to defend Deshaun Watson for the umpteenth time. And when the suspension came down, the 11-game suspension and the $5 million fine, it was one of the Haslam's, D or Jimmy, I think it was D Haslam, who said, this is an opportunity for us to to bring light, bring attention, bring attention to an issue, and and we can talk about it, it can make things better. I, I'm paraphrasing. But that hasn't happened. Instead of talking about the issue, everybody, and, and Al Michaels and, and Kurt Kirk, Herbstreet, they don't work for the Browns. So you don't have to worry about. Parsing your words or navigating very carefully or uh, I I can't say this. I'll get sued. You're not going to get sued. It happened. It already happened. It's part of the public record, part of the public discussion, public conversation. So I'm watching that last night and I had to saw it. And it really applies to a couple of stories on a talk, uh, talk to Shalice, talk about with Shalice. And it's this this notion that corporations are really, really good. Corporations are really good at responding to what you, the public, is interested in. Corporations are really good uh, at responding to what what happens with, uh, with the grassroots. Okay, somebody is doing something and it's not getting a lot of mainstream attention. It starts to get mainstream attention. Corporations in general, some, Not all, but some, most, not all, most are really good at saying, hey, that's a thing. That's trending, that's picking up some steam, that has some traction, that is sellable. So let's get on board with that. And so corporations are good at that. Corporations generally are not good at, nor do they go into business to be good at being ahead of the curve. They're generally not very good at setting a, a culture, a setting um, a, a, a moral compass, establishing a moral compass and, and judging, okay, what weighing, what's the right thing to do? And this is how we are, we're, going to, we're going to lead society. We're going to make this a better place. No, they usually didn't get into business for that. They usually got into business because they've got a product and they think there's a market for the product. And they want to sell it. And if something happens, if there's a disruption, if there's a distraction, ultimately what corporations are trying to do is get the train back on the tracks. Yes, we have this disruption over here, but we want to get back on the tracks and keep doing what we're in business to do. And that's what the NFL has done. That's what the NFL is banking on. the Deshaun Watson, ah, wink, wink situation. That is what the Boston Celtics have done with Ime Udoka. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna solve this and get back to basketball, and we're banking on this. We are counting on you looking at this for a day or two, and then moving on and getting back to basketball. Today at this press conference, we can say, "Oh, lives were affected and uh, people were hurt, and we're trying to heal." We say that today, we say that tomorrow, but. We're counting on you when we have our media day on Monday, we're counting on you talking about the games and talking about the NBA finals and the NFL. Same thing. Oh, sure. Yeah, we talked about Deshaun Watson uh, the entire offseason and we talked about him the day he got suspended. But now we want to get back to our games and we'll, we'll have shots in the stands with people wearing number four Deshaun Watson jerseys. And instead of talking about what Deshaun Watson did. We'll focus on what the Browns record is without Deshaun. And now we're going to wait for him to return to carry us to glory. Anyway, uh, let's talk to Shalice Manza young. I, I wonder if she saw the same thing that I saw last night or noticed the same thing. Shalice started start off the show saying there was so much awkwardness uh, in the Deshaun Watson conversation. That wasn't, I mean, it really wasn't a conversation last night on Amazon. They were doing a little tap dance and I, don't understand why they just couldn't say Deshaun Watson did some really bad stuff and that's why you see Jacoby Brissett let's not talk about how Jacoby Brissett might be a serviceable serviceable quarterback let's talk about why he's there on the field in the first place so why is that? Why, why, Why do you think people struggle with that when they didn't create the situation so why not talk about
1: it? It's a really fair question you know it's if I did not watch the game last night. Um, I had it on for a little bit in the first quarter, I think, and then I turned it off. Um, But it's a fair question. You know, obviously, people who are watching that game, particularly now that it's moved to Amazon Prime, if you found the game or bought Prime or whatever the case may be, you clearly are an NFL fan, you're probably, you know, up to date on NFL news you know why he's not there it's not a mystery to anybody why deshaun watson's not there and i think this is it's funny because you know obviously i've known all day that you and i were going to talk and you um teach journalism i've taught journalism in the past and this sort of goes to what i was thinking about we would talk about with Ime and how this all happened um but similar last night, you know, I never really expected that Chris Collinsworth or Al Michaels or or Mike Tirico were really going to lay it all out there. They weren't certainly going to pass judgment necessarily on on what Deshaun Watson did. But you still have to say why he's missing the games. If he was if he was missing games right now because I don't know, let's say he tore his ACL during an off season workout, you would certainly say, oh, he tore his ACL during an off season workout. So don't just say he's suspended and it's this weird nebulous thing. We all know why he's suspended and you can say why he's suspended, why he's serving the suspension without necessarily passing judgment or seeming as though you're passing judgment. If you are, you know, an in-house reporter or somebody who just doesn't want to feel as though they're opining on it in a way that you are, you or I might.
0: Yeah. And it got really awkward. uh, You know, you didn't see, you didn't see this point, but, uh, I'm curious and you go back and, and this cause the clip is going around where Al is talking about, uh, he's closing the conversation. Kaylee Hardin, sideline reporter is saying all the things that Deshaun Watson has to do. And he has to prove that, uh, as he's talking with somebody appointed from the league that, uh, he has completed all of the requirements that they want him to complete and he recognizes some of the errors that he's made in the past and some of the patterns that he's had and shows he has empathy, whatever it is. Go back to Al Michaels. Al Michaels says, well, with 200, if $230 million guaranteed, paraphrasing, but if $230 million guaranteed doesn't motivate you to get right, I don't know what will. And I'm saying, like, oh, no, as if. As if like he didn't have money before. He had money before. He had millions before. I mean, you know, one twenty, one fifty, two thirty. This is not a money issue. And I think that's another thing that, that we run into because it's in the sports realm. And you got seventy thousand people cheering Shalice and it's an athletic competition. Sometimes we get caught up we're there, we're we're there at the scene. And sometimes we'll trivialize very serious issues because the game is going on. It's, it's, it's
1: really strange. It's and, but that's at the root of this, you know, Deshaun Watson in the NFL is just the latest example of it being minimized. I mean, I saw I think it was the defector um, website had a story about Cleveland Browns fans, and how You know, there are people walking around in custom number four jerseys, um, you know, signs that say like free Deshaun, things that are even worse than that, of course. Um, I think I saw a picture of like a a mannequin laying on a table that said, there's nothing wrong with happy endings, which was really gross. Wow. Wow. But this is, yeah, this is the problem in sports. Really all of American culture, if we want to talk about misogyny, um, and that sort of thing that women are always minimized and you know belittled or ignored as victims. Um, but then when you look at sports and people get so invested, whether it's emotionally invested, now you more and more can be financially invested in the ups and downs of your favorite teams. Um, it, it just It's too much. It really is too much and it doesn't speak well. Um, I, I'm heartened to see more people who find the reaction to Deshaun disgusting how some people a lot of people are, are talking about the e not everybody how they're talking about Ime odoka um but it really it's a lot of people won't want to look in the mirror but you should look in the mirror at how you're discussing these things and no matter how much money deshaun watson stands to gain or lose he needs to get better because he clearly has a problem you know whether he was making 23 dollars an hour 230 million dollars he should get better because he clearly has a problem
0: all right, uh, let's switch over. I have no idea how you feel about this, and so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in your analysis, uh, just your uh, assessment of what's happening uh, with Ime Adoka and the Celtics. Now, the Celtics didn't necessarily put this out in their official statement. It said he, that Ime was being suspended for a violation of organizational rules, team policy, mm-hmm. and they said rules, plural, wasn't just one. But the what we know, or what we think we know, is that there was a consensual relationship between Ime and a Celtics employee. There was a lot of speculation about who it was. That was disgusting in itself, where people had to defend themselves. Like, wait a minute, how am I just because I'm female? Don't don't think that you know I have a relationship with the head coach, but a consensual relationship. Celtics say no, that was inappropriate and they've they've given him a record a record suspension what do you think how how do you see (laughs) that
1: it's interesting because you know yesterday morning when all of this was still really new um and then yesterday i heard you talking yesterday about this on the show and The idea that if it was consensual, if it truly was 100% consensual, that you're still suspending him for a full year, that really does seem like it's overkill. Um, I would think if it's consensual, if it's a team rule, if it's written, you know, as such, and, and Ime knew that it was against the rules, particularly with, you know, people who are under him in the organizational chart, that he should not be romantically involved in them, you do have to punish him. You know, as whether you agree with the rule or not, if the rule is there, you have to. Sure. You should be adhering to the rule for all people. If it was 100% consensual, I don't understand how it's not four to eight weeks. See you later. Come back. That's the end of it. The fact that it's a year, the fact that they're sticking to a year, and they're they've clearly left the door open. If you heard Wick Grossbeck and Brad Stevens today, they clearly have left the door open that he might just be fired. So it only leaves me to believe that there, there is more, it just wasn't consensual, you know, and that the first reporter who put it out there that it was consensual maybe had, you know, Emei's side or Emay's agent who was trying to be like, Oh no, no, it was consensual. And that's not a hundred percent the truth of what's happening. I, I just don't understand suspending somebody for a full year. Um, if everything really was on the up and up and it was a simple, you know, we told you not to do this. You still did it. Um, it just seems way too harsh if, if that's the case.
0: I agree with everything you said with a caveat. Mm-hmm. You know what the caveat is? The caveat is uh, when, you, when you talk about, hey, if they, they're sticking to a year, must be something bigger than that, uh, maybe something else coming, and they've left open the possibility that he could be fired. All makes sense. Here's the caveat. If you trust their judgment. And i realized this I realized this morning I got trust issues. <laughs> I've got mm-hmm. trust issues when it comes to corporate America. I'm just gonna say it, I I, I have trust issues because I wanna know, I wanna know, I wanna know your thought process. I wanna know how you came to this conclusion. I wanna know how you view uh, this situation and similar situations. And and will you are you consistent with how you view these things? That's mm-hmm. not what I, I just don't I, don't I don't I don't trust it enough. For example, and you tell me if, if I'm way off on this, uh, a guy we both have a lot of respect for. I saw him last night. I love the guy. I love Gary Washburn was mm-hmm. on TV with him last night. I had no idea. He had an excerpt in his uh, column today. And, and he's not the only one who has said something like this. It, essentially, hey, Ime did this. Look what Ime did. He said consensual relationship. Look what Ime did. I think some I think something or someone is missing there. If it's consensual and you don't like what he did, well he was 50% of it. And maybe he's got mm-hmm. power, but he was 50% of it. So why aren't we why aren't we talking about both parties? And it seems like the Celtics Shalifs have made the point today that Ime is the only one who's been disciplined on this. Uh, the other party was not right. I don't know. I don't, I don't like that.
1: So if EMA is the only one being penalized and that the team repeatedly said today that, you know, the other person involved will not be penalized. I think that gives credence to the fact that even if it eventually became a consensual relationship, it may have began not that way. If that makes sense, you know, um, for women, if you're approached by somebody, particularly somebody with the type of power that I assume he may had within the organization, then, you know, at first you it may be uncomfortable. You may not like the things that they're saying to you, but you may almost feel like you don't have a choice and mm. that, you know, there's some coercion there. Um, and the other thing to, to your point is what if, you know, your trust issues. What if it's actually for the first time we're seeing a men's professional sports organization do the right thing? And that's what we're not used to. You know, if this is, you know, the tide perhaps turning of a a franchise, you know, not the Baltimore Ravens with Ray Rice, not um, the Carolina Panthers with, with Greg Hardy. What if we are actually seeing, this is what it looks like when you do the right thing from the outset, not because of what the reaction was and then you backtrack and, you know, four weeks becomes 16 or whatever the case may be. What if this is what it looks like and we're just not used to it? You know, you and I have both been in sports for so long. um, You know, you expect the worst of people. And what if this is a situation, and again, I am the most pessimistic person perhaps ever when it comes to these things, but maybe. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I would, I would say, um, I would. This is where I would need to know a little bit more about the order, because you bring up a great point. If it started off as a pursuit, and uh, and then finally the other party says, "All right, I have no other choice," then I, I, ooh, that that's bad. Okay, that is mm-hmm. that is worthy of a harsh suspension. Now, if it's the other way. If it's the other way, if it starts off as consensual and then you have, you know, whatever it, it ends, it ends. All right. I, I think that's a different kind of conversation and, right. and that goes both ways too. that. Now the pursuit, what we generally think, because I, and rightfully so, I, I, I think I'm just kind of wired this way to, to think of people who are not in power and to protect them first. So if you're not mm-hmm. in power, I do have a bias there. I'm I'm biased toward those who are not in power. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm biased uh, toward the least of these to get a little gospel on you. Okay. So I'm that's where my bias is. But it could it be possible that it went the other way? Like we we don't really want we don't talk about that much. That hey maybe hey hey there's the coach. He's got power. I like it. He's a he's an attractive man. He's interested in me. Okay
1: here it is. Like, what, what right. do we do with that? Right. And, and that's a different conversation. You know, if, if, if the woman was amenable at first, and then maybe she thought the better of it, and then he kept pursuing her, we don't know the order. We don't know enough details. Um, I know this, it's a tricky thing, as we saw yesterday with um, social media, that there were people literally just putting photos out there and be like, well, this woman works for the Celtics organization and this woman works for the Celtics organization. That's, that was terrible. Um, so until we have a better sense and I have no doubt, we probably will at some point, um, we'll never know the whole truth. Um, but when we get a better sense, I, I think it will be unfortunate if it was that it started out consensual and, you know, maybe if the woman thought the better of it or whatever happened um, and then may kept pursuing her, I, I think then you sort of go back to, it was a little bit harsh on him depending what was said. Um, but then also, you know, the Celtics said multiple violations of team policies. So it's, there's a lot there. There's so many details that we don't know yet. Um, it, it, it was, it's just, it's so terrible and weird. And also, I don't, I, I'm interested to know what you think about this, this one year suspension. And if, if all it is, is the suspension and, and they also set a fine, are we really to think that they're just going to welcome him back next September and be like, Hey, E-Mae, how you been? What's That's going right. on? Like, what? That's right. I, it's so weird. That, in, that yeah. alone is really bizarre. So yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. Shalise,
0: I think with the suspension, I think, yeah, I'm going, I'm going to become an extremist here. I think it's one or the other. If if it's that if it's bad enough to suspend them for a year, you probably should fire them. Yes. You probably should fire him. But look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader new cars used cars electric cars maybe even flying cars okay no flying cars but as soon as they get invented they'll be on auto trader just you wait auto trader but, and this is why I, this, is, this comes back to now this is the last thing I'll say then I'll give you the final word this comes back to my corporate trust issue why wouldn't they fire him not mm-hmm. because it, that ha, it has nothing to do it has nothing to do with well um what's best for EMA what's best for this culture. No, you're not firing him because now you're afraid he'll go to somebody else or you're not firing him because you don't want to pay. So now mm-hmm. you're trying to work out some kind of settlement. So it is, it is a combination of conscience and corporate sensibility. And when those things get conflated, it's kind of hard to take anything at face value. Cause is that your conscience side talking? Or is that your corporate side? Which mouth right. are you speaking out of? The conscious one or the corporate one? So I don't know. Uh, final word is yours. Uh, you know I could talk to you about this all day, but you go ahead and say something. Yeah, Go ahead and say something smart and, uh, and lead us to you.
1: <laughs> it's, it's all just so bizarre. It really is. And, and I agree 100%. If it was so bad that you were going to suspend him for a year, you should just fire him. And I don't know if it's a situation where they're hoping E-May resigns and takes them off the hook for making that decision. Is it a situation where, you know, they they had to stick with the one-year suspension because that's what the reporting was yesterday and they're, you know, sticking their finger in the wind and see how we all react to the one-year suspension. And then they'll make a decision based on that. Stick to Stick to your decision. And if it's a money thing, that's, Almost worse, you know. If it's because he's only one year down of a four or five year contract, and you don't want to spend however many million dollars um, for a guy that you know you had to fire, then you know I, I question that as well. In the end, you could also say too. When it comes to email, I saw somebody online yesterday um, quoted a, an ex coworker of theirs said, "Don't have any honeys where you make your money and." You know, in Ime's e. case, I think he he might need to start living by those words.
0: <laughs> all right, well uh, Shalise, always great talking to you. Uh you are welcome at this address anytime. Stop by. You don't even have to you don't have to call first. You're like old. I'm school just gonna pop in. Like now, I'm just gonna now pop people in. set it up. Yeah, they gotta call now. Like I grew up, people would just come by all the time. Hey, look who's in the neighborhood, come on in. Get you some sweet tea, get you some lemonade
1: some coffee. I'm just going to jump in the center. zoom room anytime. I'm just going to hop in That's the Zoom right. room. <laughs> Good to see you. Chalice. Enjoy your weekend.
0: You too. I told the audience earlier, I'm going to catch up with an old friend. And when I say old friend, I think we're coming up on, let me see how my math is 25, 26 years. What year were you an intern at the Boston globe was in 1996.
2: 1996,
0: that is exactly it. 1996. And, and, okay, a long time, Omar Kelly uh, told our, our producer, Gary Carter, I said, hey, we got to talk to Omar Kelly, who's with the South Florida Sun Sentinel. And Gary said, no, 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 he's not. I said, what? What? This is how I find out? So, uh, first of all, what, what are you doing right now? And uh, let's, let's brag about your new position. Uh, tell us what you're I- doing and, and why you're doing it.
2: I am a host of I Am Athlete, um, which is a podcast that's really taken off in the last three years. Um, I'm also a producer of the I Am Athlete podcast, um, where guys like Brandon Marshall, uh, Shady McCoy, uh, Pac-Man Jones, they sit down and, and they talk to This This week is going to be a good one because we've got Reggie Bush on the show, who for the first time is talking about getting his Heisman Trophy taken away from him, the USC mm-hmm. Probe, um, and NIL deals. That's coming out Monday at noon um, we just came from LA shooting that. Um, and then we also got I Am Athlete Tonight, the this show that's on Sirius Radio Monday through Friday, uh seven to nine on channel eighty two, Mad Dog Sports Radio, where all the guys, NFL players, some WNBA players, um, Antoine Walker from the NBA, um, professional athletes sit down and we we chop it up. We chop up everything that's going on in sports.
0: That's great. Look at that, you you that uh, you have naturally gone into the producer. Uh, yeah. salesman role like you get you did that <laughs> with uh with ease omar uh, let me let me ask you just you can help somebody here you and, and just for people to understand omar i told gary this earlier one of the best football writers in the country i mean he really uh did an incredible job and i always wanted to see how you saw it you really got into it not just from the surface level watching film uh what was that what was that uh the show you did, was it called X's and Omar? What was it called? Something and Omar? X's
2: and Omar for the Sun Sentinel. Yeah. X's and Omar.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. X's and Omar. So you did a lot of stuff. What, what made you take this leap and go in a different direction?
2: Um, just seeing where new media is going, seeing how people are getting their information, how all of these streaming sites are venturing off and people are not reading newspapers. People aren't subscribing to cable anymore. And, and trying to find how the audience is getting their information, how they're listening to their interviews. And really, it was important for me to be bring journalism and journalistic integrity to this platform, because when you have important interviews, you got to ask the important questions. It just can't be a locker room environment, which is what I Am Athlete is really built on but you you got to be in there and you got to ask those hard hitting probing questions and and that's what journalism is and it's about having integrity and and being balanced and and fair and objective and and so just trying to bring that to new media.
0: Y'all can There's some people that would still believe this, in journalism. Can, hey, can can you see why my guy is still in the business after being an intern in 1996. Can you see why he's still in the business 26 <laughs> years later? I love it, man. I'm proud of you. Seriously, I'm really proud of all the things that you're doing. So let, let's talk some uh, let's talk some dolphins here, man. I'm getting so hyped. And this is I, I I've said this never. I'm so hyped for this dolphins game. I've never said that. Yeah. So Look.
2: dolphins, Bills. Buffalo Bills. Yeah. The class of think? the entire NFL. That the bills yeah, you, are the think, class okay. of the entire NFL. And right and now the dolphins are the dolphins, what
0: compared to that
2: little stepbrother. Um they're the little team that's you know looking up at big brother who's just smacked them around for, you know on the basketball court for years and years and years. And now you've got Tua's development. You've got an offensive-minded coach in Mike McDaniel. You've got an improved offensive line. You've got an arsenal of weapons, um, consistent defense. And you're really just trying to see where you stack up in the AFC East because you really play, you know, you you you, you were a little brother to the New England Patriots. Then came the big, bad Buffalo Bills, um, which have just dominated you for, for years and years and years, um, even before Josh Allen got there. And now you're trying to see if you can close that gap. Um, While I'm a Tua fan and I'm encouraged by what we saw last week, which was an incredible coming out performance. um, Do I feel like he has the arsenal and the weaponry to challenge the Buffalo Bills top ranked defense? I don't know about that, but we'll definitely see. And to me, it comes down to can they run the ball? Can they contain Stephon Diggs, who nobody's really managed to contain him this year? And, and also, can they make it a fourth quarter game? Can they keep it close? And if they can do that, especially in South Florida's heat and humidity, I think they give themselves a chance.
0: All right, give us a sense of, you know, just what the what the community down there, South Florida, you know, South Florida as well as anyone. Is it a, I know the Heat have won championships, multiple championships. Yes. And two different marlins eras. Have even won
2: championships yeah
0: yeah the marlins won championships Then, then sold off the sold off the stars for parts and then went way way back down but the dolphins haven't won a championship since 1973 i think it is yes so mm-hmm.
2: what
0: kind of com- what kind of community is it is it a is it a heat town that is still hopeful for the dolphins or has it remained a dolphin city even during the dark days
2: It's still a Dolphins town. This is still a football town, even going back to the University of Miami and the Dolphins. Football is just embedded into our DNA, even though the Heat has delivered championships. And I can tell you right now, University of Miami basketball team is probably better than their football team. Um, That doesn't necessarily mean anything to these fans because we are a football community and football environment. It's bred in this from Pop Warner on the way up. Um, But they have spent two decades submerged in mediocrity and submerged in looking up at, at at the New England Patriots for the two decades of, the, of that dynasty, 18 years. I guess I can cut them two years short um, that Tom <laughs> Brady was 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 big boying it. Um, and really, right now, this is this is their chance and their opportunity to make a run at it. And they put everything into this, um, even though two are probably shouldn't have been that quarterback selected Justin Herbert was should have been probably the pick at number five but you know hindsight is 2020 20. you can argue that Tua has a better record than Justin Herbert and he's done it with less weaponry around him no offensive line no running game a coach that hated him uh you know and <laughs> and, and, and he and he's delivered he's delivered wins and the question is. Can he become that quarterback that he was at Alabama now that he's got the weaponry, now that he's got the talent, now that he's got the run game, now that he's got the coach, can he deliver clutch play, clutch performances like he did, he did last week?
0: Why did the coach hate him? Why did Flores hate him? Uh, I I just think
2: that he didn't have the maturity. I think two was a guarded guy and Flores, he, they they didn't connect and Flores didn't believe in him from the beginning. Um, even though he he basically benched Ryan Fitzpatrick to start it to kind of figure out what he was, uh, the coaching staff never believed believed in him. Um, even even when he was hurt during the season, that you'd hear whispers that they felt like Jacoby Brissett was better. Um, so there was never really a trust level within them within each each of them. And you can tell when Brian Flores left that Tua Tua felt free. Tua felt. Mike McDaniel basically injected belief in him um, and and confidence in him. And this offense is built around him. It's a play-action-based offense that that obviously utilizes – Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, who two guys who are having amazing seasons so far. Um, they've got other speed players in Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert. Um, Mike Kosicki is a fast tight end. So speed is a main component of what they do. Now it's on tour to deliver those those accurate, catchable balls. And people, people make a big deal about his arm. And it, it, it it's not stellar. It's Drew Brees-esque in, at the end of his career. Um, but okay. it's good enough to get the job done in terms of delivering those fifty five yard throws.
0: I have two more questions for you, or three more questions, then I'm gonna let you go. They're quick though. The, All right. One, um, the quick ones. Who do you got in this game officially? I'm about to do a segment called My Bet's Your Money. Uh and, and yeah. I'm using somebody else's money, so
2: Yes. Oh, <laughs> who do you got? I, I, with the spread, Buffalo.
0: The Dolphins getting five. Dolphins getting five and a half.
2: I'm putting. I'm putting my money on Buffalo because I, they are built to beat up this offensive <laughs> yeah. line. Um, you know, they're built to contain Miami speed. Uh, they can put pressure on Tua in multitudes of ways. And I, I really don't think that the Dolphins have the weaponry right now or the capabilities right now to hang with the Bills, even even with Buffalo on the road. Uh, Buffalo. I, the question, don't think, the question, I don't think. I don't. I don't think anybody can hang with Buffalo right now.
0: Well, I know who you who you picking uh, uh, to to win the Super Bowl, to get to the Super Bowl and win it. So that was question number one. Question number two: um, What has surprised you most about Brandon Marshall as an interviewer? Because he's a damn good interviewer, and I'm kind of jealous. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of jealous. What, <laughs> what? 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 How? How is he? Like, what? What's the biggest surprise when it comes to him and? drawing people out drawing things out of people.
2: You, you know what, I've worked with Brandon for a long time since he, I covered him back when he was uh, with the Miami Dolphins and we've been friends for, for that long. Um, and what really surprised me about him is his salesman ability. He sold me to come here to leave my safe career as a journalist to be a pioneer on this new wave. And I listened to him in these meetings with you know cor- corporate executives because he runs two businesses um, I am athlete being one of them, and I I'm just amazed at how good of a salesman he is, and how he gets you to buy into his vision. Uh, he's a visionary, and that's one thing that I admire the most about him.
0: All right, final question: Do you remember the concert? What was the oh, concert? Yeah. Who did we see? Who was oh those? we so saw the it? Fugees? People. It was Fugees.
2: the food, it, it was a great concert. The Fuji's Tribe Called Quest. Um, Whoa. I, I, I bustle rhymes, um, like, like leaders of the new school. It was, it was, wow. it was a groundbreaking. I think even Wu Tang was there. I'm not even, I cannot remember okay. what that concert was, but it was amazing. It probably set the tone for concerts for me, uh, up until I saw watch hey, the say, throne.
0: Hey, 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 Omar, what a welcome to journalism. I'm your mentor, <laughs> Uh, yes, and, sir. And your mentor, instead of talking about the inverted tri- pyramid and the nut graph and the nut lead graph mm-hmm. and all this, all this journalism jargon, I said, no, Omar, let's go to a concert. And that was a concert. Great moment. Long time ago, man, you've done wonderful things. Hey, you gotta come back. Will you come back? Will you come back? Anytime, and hang
2: brother. Anytime, brother. I, I look up to you. You know I've always looked up to you in my career. You set the standard for everything and, and that's why I'm wearing a jacket with my T shirt. Represent Day County as as you can see. Day
0: County. Represent. I love it. Omar, good stuff. We appreciate you, man. Have a good weekend. And you we'll too. be listening to uh, we'll be listening to your work.
2: Yes. I am Reggie athlete. Bush I am athlete Monday at the podcast.
0: Monday at noon. Doesn't doesn't interfere with us, so yes, I'm all for it. We're on at three. Okay. So check out I Am Athlete at noon, brother from another at three. Omar Kelly. I love list. I suspect you do too. ESPN came out with this list of the top ten NBA players. Actually, list was you know 25 deep, but here's the top ten. Ten to one, Devin Booker at ten. John ja Morant, Kevin Durant at eight. Ooh, I got thoughts on that. Tatum at seven, LeBron at six, Steph Curry, number five, big thoughts on that. Then uh, the top four, you got Embiid, Luka at three. Wow! Wow. I got my own list, but I just, wow, Luka at three, Jokic at two, and then the number one player, I have no real issue with the number one player, Giannis. I've always said, I'm going to set it up now. I'm going to set it up. I've always said that Giannis is the best player in the NBA. Well, always meaning the last 18 months. And part of the reason I said it is just to annoy Michael Smith. But I really started to believe it. And then we had game six, NBA finals, 50 points in game six of a clincher. Amazing. But I got my own list and I'm being fair. I'm being fair. And this is, this represents a philosophical shift. A philosophical shift. And how I see the 10 best players in the NBA. Number one, I'm gonna start at one, yes. Steph Curry, what have you done for me lately? What you've done for me lately is ascend in your early, almost mid thirties, you're getting better. That's unfair. You're supposed to be declining at this point. He's getting better. What I saw in the NBA finals, I didn't believe it going into the finals. Honestly, didn't believe it. Natalie tried to tell me, I didn't believe it. I saw it. Steph Curry is the best player in the NBA. That's my one. My two was Giannis bumped Giannis from one to two. Okay, not not an awful demotion. Why, why did ESPN have Kevin Durant at number eight? Now, he's a pain. He's high maintenance. He's got a lot of things going on. You know, questionable leadership at times, but the game? His skills? The guy still averaged 29 last year. He can board. He can pass. He can defend. Make his threes, make his free throws. Inside, outside, third best player in the league. And I know MVP, two-time MVP, Jokic at four, Embiid at five. Luka at six. I I, I like Luka. You got to be able to, a a little, I want to see your defense improve, Luka, before I put you at as high as third or put you in the top five. Defense is not good. Defense is bad. I'm going to say Luka's a bad defender. That's why he's at six. Tatum at seven. LeBron, still about to be 38 years old, still in the top 10. Unprecedented. Devin Booker at nine, and people always forget about my man, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler maybe doesn't have the the three-point range, but you're afraid to leave him open. Maybe he doesn't do some of the things that other guys on uh, on the list do, but I'm afraid of Jimmy. Jimmy is a complete player, and certainly... Any top 10 list I have got to have Jimmy Butler in there. Oh, those are my top 10 players. That's on September 23rd. Happy birthday, John Coltrane. By the way, Coltrane's birthday. That's on September 23rd, 2022. And by December, knowing myself by December, I'll change my mind. That's the beautiful thing. Stick around. I'm going to make you some money with your money. I'm going to invest your money as wisely as I can. My bets, your money. Coming up right after this. Oh, let's have some fun. I got my own money. My bets, your money. Last week, I had a record of three and two. That sounds pretty good on paper, but I gotta tell you, just straight up, I got lucky. Uh, The Bucks were getting two and a half. I took the Bucs in two and a half against the Saints when I honestly thought the Saints were gonna win that game. I don't know why I took the Bucs. I got lucky. And one of my losses, I took the Titans in their nine and a half points on Monday Night Football in Orchard Park, New York. Nine and a half, that's a ton. I thought the Bills would win by a touchdown and they won by a touchdown and another touchdown and another touchdown and another touchdown. Okay, let's get it going. What's the first game first game on the schedule? We got Titans and Raiders. It's the Owen two bowl both Patriots, both head coaches with Patriots ties. McDaniels and Brable. Both guys grew up in the great state of Ohio. Both guys really good coaches, but I got to go with the better head coach in this case, and it is proven to be Mike Brable. I got the Titans over the Raiders. What's next? Next game on the list. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get it. We're gonna roll through these things. We gotta go fast. All right, Rams and the Cardinals. Uh, who did I pick in this game? The Rams. I <laughs> can not even remember who I picked. Uh, I don't believe in the Cardinals yet. There are certain teams I don't believe in until midway through the season. The Cardinals will be one of those teams. And there's another team coming up on this list that I don't quite believe in yet. So I'm, I'm, I'm very confident that the Rams Go with the Rams, over the Cardinals. My bets, your money. What's next? Ooh, I love it. We got some great games this week, by the way. Really interesting matchups. We've got Cowboys at the Giants. Giants, great season. Giants can go to 3-0 with the victory here. Monday Night Football, no Dak Prescott. It looks like everything is set up for the G-Men. No, go with the Cowboys, go with the Cowboys. They're going to be two and zero, and Jerry Jones is going to get that quarterback controversy that he's been asking for. That's problematic all by itself. An owner asking for a quarterback controversy. Got to love Jerry Jones. Thank you so much. Bills at Dolphins in Miami. Bills, five point favorites. Do you take the Dolphins and the five? Do you do that? You feel confident? I'm not doing it. I've learned my lesson. I was against all of Western New York last year. All of Western New York. I was against them. And the, and the Western, uh, and the American side of Niagara Falls, too. and Even the Canadian side. I was against them last year. Not this year. Uh, the Bills win this game quite comfortably. Win it by two touchdowns. Final game of the day. Here's another team I don't believe in yet. I don't believe in the Buccaneers. I know it's Tom Brady. What's wrong with me? How can I not believe in Tom Brady? Not yet. Not the Bucks. I'm going with the Pack. The Pack will win this game. That's my best your money. I'm feeling a very four and one. I'm not going to claim five and zero. That's a four and one week. Which one did I miss? I don't know. We'll talk about it on Monday. Have a great weekend.
2: Use Clorox products as directed.